0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, day 11 of COVID for me, so I'm feeling better, but I will be coughing a little bit. So just uh, just to give you a warning. I know some of you are going to be very happy about it because I'm not going to be as verbose as I normally am. So, you know, more time for you to enjoy our guest, Amy Lewis Pemberton. Uh, please welcome Amy to the program. You've seen her as Gideon on the Legends, uh, uh, almost said Legends of the Fall. I know it's a running joke. yeah you know, they, they yeah. <laughs> yes, you've seen her on uh, CW's uh, Legends, you've uh, seen her uh, and actually heard her voice in Call of Duty, in Fortnite, uh, you've seen her on stage, I and mean, she's a triple threat, and we're going to talk about all of that, so Amy, welcome to the program.
1: Cool, oh, what a lovely intro, now, under pressure, under pressure, no pressure. Oh,
0: <laughs> no, no, no pressure at all, and uh, oh. I, I, I promised myself that I was going to begin by saying, hello Gideon. Hello there.
1: Yeah. that was really good.
0: Well, thanks. i I, I love accents. Uh, I absolutely will be uh, snapping into my into my British accent from time to time for no particular reason just because I love it. Uh, so, yeah. I, I do apologize in advance. I, I had uh, uh, you you may know I don't know if you know uh, uh, Joanna Vanderham, uh, she's a wonderful uh, British actress. Uh, Yes, Scottish. Technically, she's from Scotland. So, uh, Jo was on uh, um, last Friday, and uh, you know she's a Scot. So, uh, Scottish accent is my favorite accent to do. Uh, I, you know, she made me do it, and then she she was very impressed. She said that I nailed almost every sound in Scottish accent. So, you know, that's. I I, need to hear your Scottish accent right now. Got to do it right now. Well, of course, it's my very favorite.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's my very favorite. She's got a great accent, Joanna. She's got a beautiful voice.
0: Yeah, and uh, she's such a talented actress, oh my God. Now, um, Crazy yeah, uh, Warrior is one of my favorite shows uh, that she's in. And um, just seeing, seeing the emotion and seeing the element of surprise and seeing what happens to her body, you know, in all of these situations. And I know as an actor, well, you know, that could have been take 12. Uh, and uh, and she's still generating that. I'm I'm blown away by uh, by how great she is.
1: Yeah, oh, she's fab. Yeah, lovely girl as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, really, really seems like. Have you had a chance to work together? I since I mentioned her name.
1: Yeah, briefly on Legends on the last episode that we did. Well, the last Gideon episode yes. I did live was with yes. um, JoAnna. We had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, she's fab. She's great.
0: Yeah, she was, she just... was playing. She was playing a demon of some sort, or uh, our bad of. Uh, uh, I, it was a season because I I watched the uh, Legends. Um. Uh. I watched you know Flash. I watched Arrow. I watched Legends. Um. I loved the whole kind of Arrowverse, and then I got to a point where like, okay, I have way too many things that I need to be doing in my life where I can't. <laughs> can, so cool. Right. It just it became it became uh an unbearable. So I stopped but <clears throat> I, I did I think I saw three three seasons or four seasons of legends so it's not I, I haven't missed you know uh, everything but yeah. I do remember kind of the the reveal uh, when uh, you know when we saw you as Gideon and we saw the kiss and it was such a great uh, scene and it kind of everybody was blown away it's like oh this is Gideon okay all right uh-huh. that- that makes a lot more uh, sense now and uh, that's a lot more interesting. So um
1: yeah. keep that quiet because they were like, you know, try and keep it quiet because it would be such a, a big reveal and really fun yeah. for everyone, you know, for the fans to see and, you know, all the viewers. It was, it was really fun, that, you know, the response was amazing, so it was good.
0: Yeah, did they tell you uh, as you were going in there that at some point you're not just going to be the voice because we will show you?
1: Initially no, initially it was just a voice job, um, but I know the casting team really well and I've been, in, I've been in for numerous shows with them so I had a relationship with them from b- before yeah. and so like, let's just bring it to life, this could be really fun. Um, yeah. yeah it was great and then just seeing the different ways that they've managed to like bring her back in and the writers are so fantastic and become some really good friends and they're just, they've got, I don't know what the ideas are but I've had some messages like we have some ideas, like we're looking at you know ways of you know, I don't know what they are yet, but I'm waiting to find out. Of bringing her back in.
0: It was it, it was really great. I, I actually really missed the show because uh, Legends, even though like I was really into into Flash uh, and I was really into Arrow, but um, yeah. you know I'm a I'm a I'm a happy-go-lucky uh, kind of uh, person. So too much drama was too <laughs> too much, and you know That's especially really- when. You know, Barry is about, you know, he's about to either die himself or he's going to lose, you know, the love of his life. Like doing that for an entire season, just it, it, it weighed so heavily on me that yeah. at some point I said, OK, I'm, I'm just going to protect my nervous system and, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, enjoy the show later when I get a chance to. But that's where I really, really enjoyed Legends because it was more lighthearted and it was more fun. And while it was dealing with a lot of issues and, you know, it started going to demons and all sorts of uh, things uh, later on. But it was fun Uh, and it was um, it was more light. So actually from the Arrowverse uh, and, you know, then I started watching uh, Supergirl as well, which uh, which actually had quite quite a bit of uh, of kind of lightheartedness there as well. But Legends, I think, was my favorite show just because the energy was. Was easier and uh, you know, I, I could enjoy myself uh more without worrying about somebody dying any moment, yeah. Gotcha. exactly Legend, what you
1: mean,
0: yeah. Yeah, and legends have people die, you know, so we we know, and it certainly happened you know many times, but uh, it, it was it was still easier. And then they were kind enough to just bring somebody you know again from the alternate uh, uh earth, and it's like, well, <laughs> yes, he's dead, but you know, here you go. So, yeah. yeah, it's
1: good like that, isn't it? And it is, it's, I, I love the energy of the show for, for that reason as well, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's been so fun to see what they've come up with and it's just, you know, every department on that show, like I'm always blown away when I go there and, you know, go into wardrobe and just chat to the incredible wardrobe mm-hmm. department. They are flat out, like they're so busy because, you know, every episode is so full on with all of that and every department, you know, is just incredible on that show, so.
0: Yeah, so do we know you know how long the show is going to run because i know you know they're ending supergirl um i i know arrow uh was done uh yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure about that <laughs> right yeah. so uh, i know you know superman and lewis now is is coming in so i know that they're kind of uh, changing changing some of the dynamics but uh what's happening with legends do we have any idea of how long it's going to be
1: i have no. i don't know i actually don't mm-hmm. know um okay. yeah. So, we're, we're, you know, season six was stoked. So it's it's fantastic. So who, I'm not sure. And they might know something that I don't know, but as far as I know right now, yeah, we, we're good for this season and we'll see what happens.
0: And how did, uh, what happened with the production? I, I'm assuming the production kind of got shut down or were you wrapped before uh, COVID time?
1: We were wrapped before, which was fantastic. And I know that a lot of the scripts were in and
0: um, yeah.
1: obviously there's been a break and we're at different times now. I've actually had a session after this, which would be fun to um, get yeah. some more and stuff down and yeah. um yeah they had a, they worked their butts off to get that back up and running and safely and you know everyone obviously had to do their quarantining and they've, they've been you know fantastic so everyone's back doing it which is amazing that it's happening and um yeah it took, it took a minute but they did it
0: and so. is it shot, is it shot in uk or do you have to uh travel uh you know to my uh you know home uh well, not my home, because I'm in Chicago, but, you know, my home country.
1: I love Chicago. i love Chicago. I've been Chicago mm-hmm. a few times. I love it there. Uh, no, it's in Vancouver. Actually, it's in Vancouver. So I do all my recording.
0: Love you, of more. course.
1: Yeah, from where I am, basically. Like, I'm in the UK right now, but I, I, I normally do it in LA. Um, but I traveled back a couple of weeks ago. So today's my, like, last day of quarantining. So I'm like, yeah. And then it, we've got a lockdown here anyway, and we're in different tier systems. So it's like, yeah. I can't really do anything anyway, but you know it's good to be able to like walk out the door, at least go for a walk.
0: Um, Ryan, Me too. Oh, Me too. No. Robin, I can actually leave. I can go because uh, the the quarantine is after day ten. You're not contagious anymore, so I can right. go. I need to get a haircut. I need to go to my chiropractor. I need to get an adjustment. So you know I'm going. That's it.
1: He's got his list.
0: Chiropractor.
1: Tick him all off. Oh, bless you.
0: Yeah, uh, Vancouver is is so lovely. I I really enjoy the city. I've been there. And um, on the show, you know, a lot of Canadian actors uh, have been on, and uh, it really kind of alternates, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, Toronto, Vancouver, Toronto, Vancouver. So uh, I talked to a bunch of of actors um, uh, from Vancouver, uh, some of which, uh, you know, uh, uh, were... I don't know if they were on legends i know i know king shark uh you know from uh from flash you know he's uh, he's a Vancouver actor so he was on yeah. Dan, yes. Dan, uh who's very lovely um yeah yeah so uh Vancouver is a really nice uh, nice place to work i'm glad uh I'm glad that's where you play
1: I would happily live in Vancouver i love it i would mm-hmm. i would yeah. it's such a beautiful city and um i've never done Montreal toronto any of those places but that's like need to do that.
0: You should, you know, um, to Montreal, Quebec, uh, those are really, really pretty. Uh, the Montreal was, it was uh, kind of a weird experience because, you know, you know Chicago. So uh, going from Chicago to Montreal, you're like, okay, well, it's just another metropolitan city, you know, lots of tall buildings. And then in the middle, you have this old town where you're in France. You're like, this is, it's a completely different feel. And yeah. then uh, Quebec, you know, Quebec city is, is, is wonderful. So we really enjoyed it. Uh, that's once uh, we start traveling again, that's where we're going to be taking our kids because they've not uh, been there. My wife and I went, so we're going to be taking them to French Canada. So, <clears throat> so they can, you know, transport themselves because we were supposed to be going to uh, to France and we were supposed to be going last summer uh, to Europe. It was another uh, trip that we had planned and we obviously didn't go. So, we don't think we're going to Europe, you know, next year, but we can kind of go to France uh, by going to French Canada. So, um, yeah, you, Do you definitely could. Ah?
1: Do you guys speak French or the kiddos, kiddos learn French in school?
0: Nobody, nobody. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Ukraine uh, until I was 14. So uh, there, was a, there was a lot of kind of French uh, because of, you know, how Russia was, um, not the Soviet Union but the people and kind of the culture french was always a part of it french was one of the languages that you could have learned uh, in school i didn't because i knew that we're going to be going to uh to us at some point so i was uh, you know english all the time but lots of french movies and i still love french cinema so i still watch french movies oh nice Uh, i love uh i love you know french uh and Like I have friends uh, who, uh, you know, who speak uh, French. So I don't know French. I know, you know, bits and pieces and some words, uh, you know, here and there. And when we went to Paris, um, I learned that it's actually interesting because between me knowing a little bit of Spanish, me knowing, you know, some Russian, uh, me knowing English, I can actually read, uh, you know, enough French to understand where, you know, where we're going and what we're trying to do. Because yeah, you,
1: traveling. perfect.
0: That's yeah, great. You, but anytime I tried to speak French with uh, with French people, it was it was more to apologize. of, I don't speak French. You know, are you okay? You know, speaking English, and they were very gracious and uh, and spoke English after. I love it.
1: Yeah. I don't speak French either. I didn't learn it in school. I learned German. Um, mm-hmm. I love. I love. And i again like you. I love accents. I'm obsessed. Always have been. Always studied every accent under the sun and. Yeah. I just never, I found French really hard to learn apart from ballet terms because I was in ballet class but that was about it but yeah German and um and Spanish now but I love hearing it
0: yeah um the my my kind of connection to German and again you know the the former Soviet Union and Germany didn't have the uh, the the greatest uh, memories of each other uh, of and you know growing up with all of my grandparents uh, having gone through the world war two but my dad uh, kind of started the tradition of learning, uh, you know, one through ten in different languages. So uh-huh. German was the first foreign language that I learned how to count in. I don't, know why, I, I don't know why. You know, it was it was for him because he doesn't speak German. I mean, being Jewish, technically, uh, you know, the grandparents spoke Yiddish, and Yiddish and German are are very similar to the point where when my grandparents uh, were immigrating uh and they were in Austria, they, they were speaking and they can understand and kind of communicate with uh with the people from Austria. Um, <clears throat> because there's enough uh, kind of uh enough backbone where where they can understand each other. But you know, that's that's my German uh, uh connection and, and a few words, but other than that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess
1: that's what you need to know. <laughs> a glass beer bitter just a pint of beer would be great that's all i need
0: perfect well when when my wife and i went to germany and we went to to a traditional pub uh because i wanted to get you know schnitzel and i wanted to to kind of you know, uh, taste all of those things and we went there and they immediately you know put beer on the table and my wife and i don't drink alcohol and we were like I, well um, we're we're very sorry we're not here for beer and they looked at you like you're an idiot what are you doing here I'm like I'm just the- <laughs> I'm just here for the Wiener Schnitzel, okay? Yeah. Hey,
1: there you go.
0: Yeah. But- so um, uh, that that was that was my you know remembrance of uh, of being in Berlin, uh, which which is huge yes. and very very pretty.
1: Love Berlin. I went a couple of years ago. My boyfriend and I went, and then last year we went to Germany too. Where did we go? Oh, we went to see a friend of mine who's playing Tina Turner. Oh wow. sarah um, Cherry Ballard. She's an amazing actress and singer, and she's a wonderful friend of mine. We actually own a children's agency together as well. We run a kids' agency in the UK together. Um, she's crazy talented, and we went out to see her do Tina Turner in Stuttgart. So that was amazing. That's I was awesome. Like, can't do the Germany trip this year, but very grateful to be home and safe. So it's all, you know, we'll yeah. travel again one day.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned Chicago. I know, I know you do a lot of theater. And uh, by the way, again, kind of, this is the part that I really enjoy of, of getting to know the people that, uh, that are coming on the show because I know you as Gideon and I, I remembered you from Scorpion because I really enjoyed Scorpion and I, and I remembered you doing a uh, guest star there and I, there is another place that I saw you that I need to double check on uh, that I know for sure that I saw you in. and, you know, that's, that's kind of how I knew of you and then I started doing my, my prep on you I'm like, oh my God, she can sing? fantastic and she can dance great and she's done a ton of stage and she's done a ton of voiceover and she's done this i'm like okay this is this is fantastic i love it but so i know i i, I know that theater is uh is you, you know strong with this one uh but uh is is that how you know chicago have you had a chance to work here or uh what was your what were your trips here like
1: um chicago was actually for um my my first voiceover job was actually for BBC Big Finish of Doctor Who. I ended up being on and off the show for five years with, uh, yeah, wow. uh, Sylvester McCoy was my companion, I was Sylvester McCoy's companion for that amount of time, so we'd come to do the Chicago TARDIS conventions. Okay, uh, A couple of years in a row around Thanksgiving time and got a chance to like, you know, go to the House of Blues and check out Chicago, and was like, oh, I, just, I love the city, it's amazing. It was very cold, but it was great.
0: Yeah, you were coming not at, not at the best time for Chicago. The best time for Chicago would be May or September. Uh, yeah. That's that's you when I recommend. Yeah, you come next time to Chicago. Uh, you'll yeah. enjoy a lot more.
1: <laughs> oh, I still loved it though because I love this time of year anyway. And just it was great. It was really good. Loved it. Uh,
0: and you know this time of the year, you know I, I see that you have your Christmas tree. Uh, um, is this is this your favorite time of the year? It is mine. So I know that, you know, for sure. How about you? Did you say I, it isn't? It is my favourite time of the year. I've always yeah. loved this time. So is is it for you as well?
1: I love, I love Christmas, yeah. I love it. I really do. And I know that the weather's, everyone's like, oh, it's so cold. But because I've been in LA, like I always really enjoy coming back and just like putting my coat on and my gloves on and my wellies on and go walk the dogs, you know. <laughs> It's great. So, yeah, I do, I do love this time of year. Yeah,
0: I do. I do. Yeah, I the the kind of the whole, you know, being Jewish on the Christmas tree, I, I basically removed that issue because when I grew up, you know, uh in, in Russia, New Year's was the, the holiday, right? And there was always a uh, Christmas tree. We just didn't call it a Christmas tree. It was a New Year's tree. And we had... Um, you know, Died Moroz, uh, which basically is a knockoff of, uh, of um, uh, you know, Chris Kringle, uh, uh, of Santa Claus. And, you know, the, the only difference is he dressed differently and he came with his uh, granddaughter. Uh, so, but it was the same kind of same tradition that the the non uh, uh, non-religious society basically turned into a secular holiday. So I grew up with that. And then I come to the United States at 14 and I'm told that you can no longer have a Christmas tree because it's a Christmas tradition and you're a Jew and we don't celebrate. I'm like, you know what? I'm not playing these games because this is my favorite time yeah. of the year. I'm going to have a Christmas tree. If you're worried about it, you know, you deal with it because I'm not going to be playing these games.
1: <laughs> so
0: my kids, my kids, you know, uh, We have Jewish neighbors, and they still can't figure out: Are we Jewish? Are we mixed? They they don't know what's happening because we have our Christmas decorations, we have our Christmas tree, and we celebrate Hanukkah. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Good for you. Don't change that. Never change that. Keep that tree
0: up. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, my favorite time of the year. It's not going to change. I don't care. Religion, you know, that's not going to step in my way of, of a holiday.
1: Good. I just I I love um, a bit of Christmas lights just not Christmas lights, just twinkly lights. Any kind of fairy light, I'm, I'm in. It's great. I keep like walking around the close with the dogs, like looking at everyone's decorations. Yeah. And that. i sad like that. I really like it.
0: Uh, I'll send you uh, again. It's it's light outside, so it's not going to uh, do anything right now. But I'll send you a picture of what our decorations look like of That's our. Cool. our white Christmas tree. We have a white Christmas tree downstairs. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we, we kind of, we played with different ones and then all, we bought a white one, I don't know, a number of years ago. And it's the one that already has kind of built in, uh, uh, built in lights. Brilliant. Yeah. So um, I, I am not a believer in taking a real Christmas tree and cutting it down just so you have it in your house. I know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're, I'm, I'm totally fine with, you know, a fake Christmas Fake one that we can reuse either after Yeah. Totally.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Going going back to uh, to acting. Um, <clears throat> so um, you know, Gideon uh, part uh, and kind of the last last bits uh, on on that show is you start out and it's a voice uh, a voiceover spot um, and it's a, it's a big show. Is there a part of you that says, "I'm the only voice"? you know is there is there anything else that I can do uh, that that would be great? do you even like uh, when they're recording are you in a sound booth? are you on set and do you get a chance to interact with people how how is that done
1: depending on where where they're at with what's been recorded sometimes I mean I'm always in a booth right and I sometimes see uh what's been recorded so I can drop the voice in maybe someone in a lovely crew would read in for me because I'm not obviously in Canada, so someone will read in okay Often, comedy British Impressions which are always quite amusing to listen to and yeah, um,
0: of course. And
1: uh, yeah so I'll, I'll either drop the voice in with the picture or sometimes we don't have the picture yet so okay At least once you know they've recorded it I can hear intonations and I can I can play around with you know what we're going to do and my voice director Jeff Jarrett is so amazing um, we've been working together from the start and we just always just laugh the whole time <laughs> with it so most of the time unless of course there's serious moments but she's got a lot more sassy and a lot more um sarcastic so it's been quite fun to play
0: that yeah yeah and i do love that they they started kind of uh uh, doing more and more of how do we bring you fully into it oh we're gonna do we're gonna do yeah they're asleep no they're in an ultimate kind of a state so we're just gonna bring her in like they're they're very creative in, in uh, trying to uh, to get that to work. I love it.
1: Well, because you know, it's it's kind of a mad thing, isn't it? Yeah. So when they come up with all these different things of like how, you know, she's gonna come to life in, in what way? Like, how are we gonna do that? It always fascinates me. I get quite excited. I'm like, what's happened this time? How are you gonna make this work? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. It's been very different every time, of course. You know, we've had the Groundhog Day, Hedgehog Day, Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, all sorts of different things. Gary's, I love the episode with Gary, with Adam, he's hilarious, so that was a lot of fun, the last one. They've all been great, but yeah.
0: Yeah, um, and then uh, my son, I have an 11 year old uh, son, and uh, he got excited when uh, when he learned that I, uh, I'm speaking to you because he plays Fortnite every day, and uh, you know, he knows Penny, and yeah. uh, he's like, wait a second, yeah, you know, you're gonna talk to uh, you're gonna talk to Penny. I need to ask her questions about you know all sorts of the different uh, you know options uh, in the game and all <laughs> sorts of, you know of like she's she doesn't know you know she just voices the character. I would have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I, I I thought so, but he was really excited. So how did um I, again I I know uh, you've done Call of Duty. This is after Fortnite. And then before Fortnite, you've done you've done some other games. How did that whole process start for you uh, in terms of doing you know voiceover? Uh, because again, you're you're stage uh, actress, uh, you're musical theater actress, you're on screen actress, and then you do a lot of voiceover. So how did that part start?
1: Well, going back to the Doctor Who stuff to be honest. So I yeah. got my first West End role when I was around 21. And it was in Footloose, opposite Derek Huff. right. Um,
0: which was so, so on fun. Your, Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He kicked my butt on the stage. He was he was fantastic. <laughs> so incredible. Um, and so yeah. So I got offered the opportunity to do that role, and then further down the line, one of the producers, who's a good friend of mine, Jason Hay Gallery said to me, um, "Hey, I work on um, Doctor Who for BBC Big Finish. There's a a really great role coming up. Like, would you be interested?" I was like. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And so I read for it and got the job, and then started doing that. And I think that just opened up so much. So I hadn't worked that much in voiceover in the UK, um, no. it wasn't really, till I had done Doctor, well Doctor Who, obviously. After that, I think that opened up a lot of doors, especially when Legends came up. You know, having some sci-fi experience and you know in that world and that, those realms and that kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it wasn't really until I moved to the states that that really kind of kicked off. Um, but it came from Jason, um, you know, offering me the chance to do to do that. So I've always been so grateful to him and BBC Big Finish because yeah. it, I learned from those jobs and you know working with some incredible people. I mean, my gosh, like every episode would be fantastic people, and you know, so it was and, fascinating.
0: And as actors, uh, I mean, we we know that you can just do one thing. Uh, you really you really have to do all sorts of things I and mean, you love theater i love theater theater doesn't pay uh you you can't make a living, yeah on on theater so you know uh theater is kind of what we do because we love it uh right. and because some casting directors need us to do theater otherwise you're not going to be getting the opportunities that you want to be getting so right. uh, that theater connection uh it's like improv in chicago you know, do, do people do improv in Chicago? Yes, of course. We love improv. But, you know, people on the main stage of Second City, they're making 30 a year. So you're not going to make a living. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I did a year and a year plus of, uh, of training at Second City. And then I had to literally, you know, extract myself from it because I wanted to go to the conservatory program. I wanted to do two and a half more years. And then... I started asking myself the questions of and then what? Yeah, right? so yes, I love improv. Yes, I'm getting you know better at it. And and then what?
1: Right? Yeah, right. What's the next? Right. Yeah,
0: and the next thing is are you gonna go you know travel and be a part of the you know touring company and make 30 a year? No, I already have kids. I already have a family. I'm not going to be doing that. That's just not going to happen You know, am I gonna be an SNL? the the chances of me being an S N L are tiny. You know, I was working <laughs> I was working, uh God bless him, uh, you know, he just uh passed away, uh, you know, Sean Connery. But I everybody that auditions for S N L has to have, you know, all sorts of uh all sorts of uh things that they play with. So mine was I was going to be Sean Connery's Ash model. So uh that was that was my thing, the Sean Connery's Ash model. Um
1: yeah, I love that. Okay.
0: I knew that I was not going to be on SNL, so it was it was it was a painful uh, kind of realization that yeah I, I I've gotten some of it, but it's not going to work. So like we as actors have to have to have a lot of <clears throat> a lot of things that we're doing in order to uh, to survive in this business. So voiceover, um, yeah, it's 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 been fantastic uh, for you and a lot of the actors that I talk to actually some of the actors that i talked to including uh you know um an actress from uh, from vancouver who just to make sure that uh, i'm not going to put anything out on tape i'm going to tell you her name afterwards but uh she actually said listen i love voiceover more than on screen because on screen i am limited to uh what i can do and voiceover that's where i really get a chance uh to play that's where i feel like i'm acting and there's so much more freedom there's so much more opportunity to explore and find the different characters and find the eating sequences and find the different voices so she loves uh voice acting even more than on-screen acting and she's very successful with you know on-screen actor and she has a huge you know voice uh, voiceover career as well so voiceover uh the more i talk to people the more i see that voiceover is great and now like the older actors because uh i have my legends as i call them uh they're all 91 years old uh it's um you know ed asner uh i I
1: love ed oh i'm so happy that yeah that you had a show with him
0: yeah i'm I'm not gonna call it an interview because it was really you know him having breakfast and us were just chatting uh, about about stuff ed was was fabulous and you know, uh, he uh, June Squibb, 91 years young. Now, you know, both of them are doing a ton of voiceover. And Ed even said, "Look, you know, my body is not at a point where I can uh, uh, where I can do a lot of projects, but my voice is." And uh, he's doing a lot of stuff. So, voiceover seems to be kind of that that sweet spot where if you're good at it and you're enjoying it voiceover you can do so many things and for a long time
1: so true um it has been so I was doing a job and it's something that I was always really reluctant to talk about and in hindsight I'm like why all because I thought mm-hmm. oh I shouldn't say anything uh, you know talk about it in interviews or anything like that because you know you get known as being I basically had mono I was doing rock of ages and I, and I had to leave the show like literally after um and did you press night I did press night and then couldn't do gala night, um, didn't really know what was wrong, went to loads of different doctors, everyone's like you're just anxious and this and my, my dad had passed away like two years before, everyone was like you're grieving, and I was like yes yes all of those things but I can feel mm. in my body something's not right, you yeah. know right when, and I'm yeah. trying to do the show. and I'm, I was singing the show, my glands weren't even up so it was like a weird strain that I mean I pushed through for so long through um, until until you know press night that I mm did myself in basically and I couldn't do I couldn't do the contract, so I had to leave, which is I was gutted because I'd been out of work for a really long time. I'd finally got a theatre job, you know, and it was going to be a lot of fun and yeah. you know I suck those things up and my understudy went on, she's fantastic. And she she did an amazing job and she actually carried on the job. My point with saying <laughs> this is like when you're incapacitated in that way,
0: yeah.
1: I'm in bed for six months going, What do I do now? Yeah. I can't do any stage work. I won't be able to be on set. Oh, and luckily, I had been working uh, on Doctor Who for a while, and yep. even that, like, I remember I had to get like a cab the whole way in couldn't walk properly, like, for for a long time, to, and just to get my energies back. And went in the voiceover studio, and I was always worried about saying that. I was like, oh, no one, no one cares. Like, you know, it's a thing that happens. You get sick, you take a while to get better, and it took. It's taken a really, really long time. This is like 2011, 2012, um, wow. and I still, I'm, I'm fine now. But like, you know a lot of people aren't from having those viruses. So anyway, going back around to, to, you know, like um, really concentrating on that world. And I felt like the universe was so good to me with, you can go into a voiceover studio in your pajamas with your hair like this, and I don't have to have any makeup on, I can just sit and I can, I can do it. And I couldn't, like how lucky I was to, you know, get the chance to do that and then grow that career um, because of the other stuff I couldn't do. And so I felt so lucky, and I will always feel so grateful for that taking off in the way that it has, you know. Yeah. So
0: it's been great. I'm sorry you had uh, you had that experience, but um. Again, it,
1: no, it's just is what it is, but
0: um. Yeah. Um. But it it uh, again. That's you know w- we say these cliche things, right? When God you know closes a door, he opens a window. Um, right. But. It's true. And we see it so often. And I'm going I'm going through that now because you know my side gig is I is, is I still have a you know regular job. I'm i a you know IT guy and an HR guy. So right. looking for a job during COVID uh, was interesting. And then I had opportunities where <clears throat> I would absolutely ace the interview. Like a hundred percent. I, I I'm, I'm sure that I'm getting a job. And in chatting with them, I mentioned that I'm doing the show and then they're like, oh, he's doing the show. Yeah, his mind is going to be on something else. We're not going to offer him a job. I'm like, you're freaking kidding people. You know, what I do in my private time off work shouldn't be concerned concern to you. So it's it, it's the, the whole kind of reminding myself of, OK, that door is closed. There's going to be something else. So it's. And yeah. and knowing that it's gonna happen. That's that's the, the part that uh, kind of keeps me uh keeps me sane. So I'm really happy that the universe uh gave you these opportunities because now, you know, those opportunities uh continue feeding you and they led you to other opportunities that are on screen, right?
1: Yeah. Hindsight's an amazing thing, isn't it? You know. Yeah. You have to accept it, accept it, accept that's the scenario and you've just gotta be patient, you know, that hopefully other doors will open, right? But yeah
0: the uh the other thing that i keep on reminding myself and again i'm i'm quite a bit older than you are but uh what i am yeah I, I looked up your uh I'm, a bit older. I'm older not not uh, uh no no guarantee that i'm wiser but um the point of it is is that the older i get the more i start kind of getting an understanding that everything is a temporary thing so whatever trouble you're going through, just don't kind of put yourself right now in this moment where you are so connected to it and just keep reminding yourself that, you know what, this this is temporary. It sucks right now, but a month from now, will it suck? Will you look at that time and say that it was horrible and likely you are going to look like, OK, well, I can't, don't really even remember. Uh, I think it was fairly bad, but whatever. So, right. like that—that yeah. that is the is the trick that I keep on, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, using with myself, and it seems to work. So, you know, when when you have yeah, mono, right. uh, that's it's a harder uh, sell, but um, you know, it's it's maybe something that uh, that could have helped. Of okay, this is going to take longer, but it's still temporary, and I'm going to be fine.
1: Absolutely, yeah, you're right. You know, it's, it's, it's such a good way to, to look at it, isn't it?
0: You know? Yeah. And look at um, like that. So going back to, uh, to Fortnite, because uh, <clears throat> I know my son wants to know more about it. How did that opportunity uh, to come about? Uh, and uh, did you have fun uh, kind of voicing Penny?
1: I mean, it's been such a fun job. It, yeah, it's been amazing. Um, it was a while ago. And I remember when it first came up. Because a lot of the time things are under code names. So you don't really know what something is or you sign an NDA and you're still like, you can go into a session and, and be like, so what, okay, I know the kind of voice I'm doing, but what, what is this? Like,
0: yeah. can someone
1: explain the game? And normally, you know, then they'll explain the game and what's happening and you'll get an idea for what's going on. Um, But it's so mad. I remember going to E3 and chatting to all the creators and I was like, did you have any idea it was going to be this huge? They're like, of course not. You know, I mean, you hope that something like this will, yeah. will kick just like, this is insane, like, this is amazing. Um, I've never played the game, I'm not very good with games, I'm really terrible at them. My partner Sam plays games all the time, he's just like, you're. I hear your voice all the time in these games, um, I'm go. terrible, I'm not good at it, I can't play them, all my friends' kids play it and they're like, oh, Fortnite's so fun, I'm like, I'm so glad, I mean, I, I know the basics of the game and it's really fun, it's fun to voice, but I sit and watch
0: it's it's nuts there are so many things that are happening all at one time it's like my son is you know he's he's building something while he's jumping while he's shooting while he's taking you know the fifth type of uh of uh, firearm uh like i I don't know how he's not getting vertigo because me watching it i'm starting to get it so it it, it, these games are nuts and uh yeah it's uh, it's incredibly gorgeous uh what they're doing with it and all of the characters and all the skins you know penny penny is a skin and then penny has different types of uh, of skins and he was like okay so then they came up with this and then they came up with this and then she came back with it and then it was the, like okay good okay
1: <laughs> i just love all the dances that they do i love that and like <laughs> to see you know i think i was at a gig at a mammoth, a friend of mine, a mammoth and i went with him and just you know watching a bunch of kids just do all the Fortnite dances and all the moves like of the you know the celebration dances I was like this is insane yeah. but really yeah my friend's kids love it and they were showing me all the different moves I was like this is this is cool
0: really And cool then, game. Uh, I, I just <laughs> I had Reggie Watkins on uh he's uh he's in the Call of Duty Black Ops uh Cold War which I know <laughs> you're in as well so yeah. um uh, um, I think then it was probably LA where you did that one, right?
1: Well, actually, I, a part of it, yes. And then I was here when everything kicked off, with you know, I was coming back and then I didn't get stuck here, but because I have a green card, I'm, I can travel. But I was mm-hmm. here for a little while, wanting to be closer to my mom. Um, and so I did some of it from here and then I went back over and did some of it there. Um, yeah, yeah that's, a fun, that's a fun game, too. Yeah. Oh, I feel- yeah, it's a great game. It's awesome. Great team of people. Wonderful directors. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them. Such a great team. Yeah, We're very yeah. lucky. Like lucky, lucky to work with the caliber of people that I've got to work with directorially, like Amanda Wyatt and Dan loyfer and yeah, mm-hmm. just incredible. Yeah.
0: Great. So did you? Um, uh, the the thing that I found interesting uh, talking to Reggie about Call of Duty is that you know we as actors know the one thing that you don't do in an audition is bring any kind of a gun, uh, or, you know, play with anything that, that, you know, no knives, no guns. It doesn't matter if it's fake or not, just don't do it. So this, this was the only audition where, you know, he goes in and they're having him pick up a gun, you know, go, you know, shoot stuff, go roll around, do all sorts of things. He's like, yes, this is great. So, um, uh, <laughs> Any any fun things uh, for you at the Call of Duty auditions, or uh, or you get a chance to play your stuff?
1: Well, I didn't do mocap. I just did voice. So my my character, you know, is um a lot of it's on comms and and all that stuff. So I don't have the the mocap side of things. Um, so no, like our voiceover, it's interesting actually. In the UK, you have your voiceover agent, and most of you get direct bookings from your <coughs> um, your have on. Whereas I've yeah. noticed in the states, you always audition for. role in the game whatever it may be you always send in a submission right whereas in England they just kind of direct book you off what you already have on your uh, your website or whatever Um, so yeah I just get the auditions through I have have a lot of fun playing with it and she's you know a bit bumbly and you know she's like you know kind of very passionate about what she does but kind of makes silly comments and she's like oh so it's been uh, it's been a fun one yeah
0: very cool and then i've seen you in commercials as well uh i've seen you in a in a uh, toothpaste commercial and there's a period of time where you're blonde you know now now you're uh you're kind of redhead brunette uh, uh combo so,
1: yeah <laughs> what, uh,
0: what's i i guess for voiceover it doesn't uh that part doesn't matter but
1: uh at all you know yeah what
0: what's the uh, um what is your what is your natural color? Uh, is, is this something that uh, kind of you you keep with? My daughter's natural color, I don't remember anymore because she keeps on changing it. So you know, <laughs> what's I'm right your... there with,
1: I'm with you, I, I mean, it's like a, I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, that's the fun part of being a, you know, you can, anyone can change their hair, right? But yeah, all sorts oh. of different colors. Been all um, under the sun, all different colors.
0: The casting directors don't seem to understand that, which, which uh, is, is weird to me because, you know, they want a blonde. Well, women can change hair colour, but unless, unless you're a blonde or a brunette, that doesn't seem to kind of translate. Have you found where you missed out on casting because your hair was a different colour? I'm talking, obviously, on-screen part.
1: Um, it's interesting, isn't it? When it? You know, your breakdown will be like, blonde or brunette. I mean with commercials I get it with pairing people yeah. up and that kind of stuff sometimes within a family dynamic or whatever but I don't think so but then I used to have a lot of extensions and you know I could like wangle it like change the hair color for auditions yeah. but I think I who is it that had loads of wigs and just be like just get a wig just go in with the, with the hair color you know it's whether or not you get the audition right yeah. because yeah. You know your headshot. So then you have like all the headshots under the sun. Here yeah, right? I'm blonde, brunette, redhead, ginger, yeah. like all possible. You know to tick every casting bracket, right? Um, I don't think. I mean, I bet it's happened. I'm sure it's happened many times. I just didn't know about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, any any fun audition stories uh, for you? Like we we all have our you know worst audition ever story or the weirdest thing that happened during the audition. What what are some of yours?
1: Oh. I've definitely been in the states and gone into some auditions. I was testing for a show which will remain nameless, but I, um, I think I said some things that I thought might be quite funny, and it was like, like, like really didn't land. I was like, is this just because I'm British, or is this, am I too dry, or I, I, yeah? And you know, you're just cringing inside, going, get me out of the room. <laughs> I was like, not funny. I'm in for a comedy, and I'm not. Funny apparently so I just need to take myself out the room. Um, which now I can laugh about at the time I was like oh my goodness what just happened? Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones but that always sticks in my head that I was like I thought I was quite funny and no no not to them and that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I that part not in an audition I get that in real life all the time because I think I'm hilarious. Uh, and it, i I say things and like no, and my my best friend is horrible at uh, at this because I say something, and he looks at me and he's like, yeah it was about a three
1: oh nice' he's scoring scoring the yeah. comedy <laughs> yeah
0: um, and another British actor I was talking about audition stories uh Kieran uh Pugh. uh yeah. I, yeah, he's wonderful. He said he was doing uh he was in an advert uh um, audition and he was uh, you know a guy that's kind of turning into Gollum. So uh, you know, he jumps on the table and he's like, My precious," and the table drops and the table breaks and <laughs> he's like that was that was his audition sorry. He did not get the part. So like stuff like
1: oh, that. I do remember being in for um this is years and years and years ago. Like, um, I can't remember what show it was, but one of the hip hop um, dance movies. And in my audition, I've always been quite self-conscious about my hair. So I had big extensions And you know, I was doing stuff on the floor and I think I'd actually lent on one an of the extensions and it just came out. And I didn't realize, I got up and carried on. And I was like, what is that on the... Oh, that's my hair on the floor. This is great. And I'm thinking, oh, they're just gonna be being like, why is your hair on the floor? Um that was... <laughs> Yeah, like just picking it up and like walking off. Um, I feel like there's loads of funny stage stories of things that have gone wrong but in terms of auditions I think yeah the lack of hair extension that's definitely got to be up there quite embarrassing.
0: So what happened stage uh, funny stories uh, what happened there?
1: I remember in Jersey Boys one night all the um I don't know if you've seen the show but everything kind of flies in so all these yeah. different things fly in night the, you know the bowling alley, the 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 um, all the different signs, the lamp everything flew in, but like it got the automation got stuck, so nothing flew out. So we were like dodging around all these different things, and we got you know into hysterical laughter, and we had to stop the show, things like that. Um, awesome. I definitely, <laughs> in furnace, I definitely fell off one of the towers, which isn't that oh. funny, um, but oh. I was. But everyone was like, what just happened? I was like, I don't even know how I did it. It was so long ago. I, yeah. I was trying to like slide down a ladder and I think I got a bit cocky like going down really quickly and got my yeah. foot and then just kind of sacked it on the floor in front of two thousand people. So that that was fun. Yeah, those things.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um yeah, it's it's
1: my fault we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well. Uh, anything interesting happen on screen on any any sets where you were like, oh, that's nice.
1: I just always love working with animals. Like on Legends, we've had the cat. We had the bunny rabbit last ep- the last episode of Gideon um, in human form with, with Adam, with Gary. Um, that was fun. I think her name was Felicia. So just funny stuff that animals do. You know, this never work with animals and children. I'm like, we always work with animals and children. It's so fun. Yeah. You know, so many things, you know, they they were great. But yeah, just just the joys of working with animals
0: Gotcha. So again, you know being a triple threat and the fact that you've done musical theater you well actually it's more than triple threat We're gonna we're gonna expand that because you know Yes, the ability to uh, to sing dance and act uh, is the the traditional triple threat but just because people can do that doesn't mean that they are actually able to do uh, proper theater so musical theater proper although i just feel terrible for saying that, is, does that mean that musical theater is not proper theater i'm sorry we're, we're gonna skip that one uh because the 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 drama uh, as opposed to uh, as opposed to uh, something else so um you know you've done musical theater you've done uh, non-musical theater okay i'll go with that uh you've done uh, voiceover you've done uh, actually different types of voiceover work, because you've done voiceover work, plus you've done kind of video games and uh, all sorts of things. Uh, you've done on-screen work as well. So is there a preference <clears throat> that you have as an actor of which one you like and you feel kind of, from an acting perspective that uh, that works best for you?
1: Oh, well, that's a really good question. Um... I I always feel so grateful to to get a job. I know this industry is so tough. Like
0: yeah,
1: it's really tough. I mean, everyone has tough industries. Um, in particular, the arts I think are incredibly tough. So I always feel really really grateful to do whatever job I get given or what comes up for me. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a huge animation fan. I I sing, so I love that crossover with you know. Yeah. That's like my next goal, I'm like I just want to get that like you know some really fun animation uh, work would be fantastic, uh, I've done bits and pieces but I love love that, that, um, that fascinates me, I adore that's you know on the hopefully you know 2021 checklist um, but yeah I just I I just adore it all. And, you know, I think sometimes it's hard because you can go through dips and you can go in and out of, you know, your love for the craft. And I'm actually have been studying for eight years with an incredible teacher and coach called Mario Campanaro out in the States. And he's just changed everything for me. He's phenomenal. And we've actually been doing classes since June, July time on Zoom because of COVID. And so we've carried on these acting classes um, and they're just phenomenal. And we were like, how's this going to be on Zoom? Like, we've never done this before. It's yeah. been amazing, like watching, you know, just two close-ups, you know, of wow. um, people on the TV and like everyone doing the most insane work and like really looking at, um, you know, the truth and the authenticity in our work, yeah. whatever we're doing, be it voiceover, whatever we're doing, like it's the utmost importance for us to do that within our work, you know. Um,
0: so what have you found? You said that that made a tremendous difference in uh, in in your you know acting life. How uh, yeah. have you found that's different than what worked uh, from the pure acting perspective?
1: Um, I think everyone has their process and things that we learn, you know, early days of college and we come out and we work um, and you try and find your process. But more just like solidifying the process of how to yeah. break things down, studying in that way, mm-hmm. like really, really finding that truth and that authenticity and living moment to moment with your partner partners in the space you know just
0: yeah
1: yeah. because I feel like there's so many different things that are thrown at you every day and every script that we get, I, mean, I don't know if you feel the same like it's often very high stakes circumstances it's it's kind of pushed right most of yep. the time and yep. sometimes we relate to those circumstances sometimes we cannot um, but just that joy of like delving right in and finding finding these ways and, and a process and things and going through your given circumstances Yeah. You know, go, through everything, so that you know you know your world so much that you can live in the space just live in the space with your partner or your partner' team partners, whatever you're doing um yeah. yeah, I just I don't know, I think it's just been more the process of it, like it's so much more in depth, and now I have a I've always had such a love for it, but I have like a huge love for it now, yeah in the last ten you know eight years of working with him, and um yeah, he's he's fantastic and changed everything for me.
0: That's yeah. awesome. <clears>
1: helped <throat> the fear and the anxiety. You know, having been sick, I had so much anxiety and was like, "How am I going to get back to this?" I. And he's helped hugely with that too.
0: So. Good. Thank you. Hey, he's watching. Thank you for doing that. Um. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, the uh again yeah you know, the name of the show right? It's uh it's the the. It's, the it's just there's something about it, right? It's that uh. And uh, Joanna actually said the right word. Uh, it's flying. When when it happens, you feel like you're flying. Everything <laughs> just yeah. works. It's just it's that magic. And uh, you know
1: you're just there.
0: Yeah, it's so great. Uh, and the the lines themselves just just appear. You don't have to think about it. It's just there. You're in the moment. You're connected you're really listening yeah it's it's awesome awesome. yeah we
1: had a great class last night actually and it was just one of those i was like "Ah," when you're buzzing from a class it's such a great feeling you know um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i love that yeah
0: yeah and uh you know for me it's all about getting out of my head you know the uh, as soon as i can get out of my head and connect and that's why you know meisner was huge for me because then i could just I can be here that's it and then you know uh, i'm I'm very intuitive and I'm an empath so I pick up on you know how people are and what they're feeling and what they're thinking uh, i I get that anyway and now I can actually use it and now I can use it and I can relax everything else and I can just be because then I can play off of it and then every time it's going to be organic because you know you're going to be different and you know just the the change the my, my new change is going to elicit a different change in me. And all of that then becomes fun. So um, I don't know why I didn't want to take Meisner. I think I heard from people the exercises that they go through, and they seemed idiotic to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to take Meisner. But as soon as I did, I'm like, oh, thank you. That, that just changed my whole trajectory of being an actor into where it needs to be. So I was really, really happy with it.
1: All of that's so fantastic, you know, Stella Adler, you know, Uda Hagen, you know, constantly looking, you know, Larry Moss, um, just, it, yeah, like just just knowing your, one of the biggest things to me, just knowing my environment fully, like knowing my physical destination fully, like li- knowing everything in my world, I can, I can live fully present moment to moment, in the, moment to unknown moment in the space, right? So you can do unpredictable work. We talk about that all the time, and you know, just to like fearlessly live in that
0: unpredictability as well. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. That, that was that was the other big thing of, uh, and again, you know, being being a stage actor. I, I don't know if they told you that uh, during training, but you know, when I was, um, I, I always wanted to be an on-screen actor, even though I love theater. You know, on-screen is where I wanted to be. Um, yeah. I, went into a theater uh, kind of training uh, environment where they were teaching, you know, theatrical actors. And the, one of the first things they said is when you're in this space, it's the everything is okay here. As long as you're safe, it's whatever here right. happens here. So completely allow yourself to be in a safe space. So if you feel like doing something, do it. Uh, Because that's your safe zone. That's not real life. This is it, and that was a huge, huge thing for me because I apparently always was holding myself of like, well, that's inappropriate. I I can't do that. Even though that was my impulse as a character of what I wanted to do, I was holding myself back. As soon as they gave me the freedom of saying do it, then that's when the organic experience started happening because I allowed myself to fully be present and be playful and if I felt like doing something do it as long as again you know it, uh, the, it's it's a safe environment uh, but Absolutely. it became a lot more fun so um,
1: we forget sometimes it's meant to be fun like it's this is fun right? yeah. sometimes when we get so in our heads about it we're like oh but this is meant to be fun you know and that's the great thing about class or you know in a good rehearsal process when you do feel safe that's the whole point of coming in <laughs> doing those things. Safely, it very much feels like a safe space with what we're, you know. The classes have given everyone that's in there, and um, yeah,
0: I love it. So, what uh, um, as as we're wrapping up, uh, what drives you as an actress?
1: We talked about this the other day, um, and just to be, you know, we talk about being story livers. You know like and ask why why do you do it why do you you know and I just know that we all have certain things that happen in life and it's I think it's always really wonderful to be taken on a journey for a bit or just like transported just like a not a checkout but you know just just to be transported for for two hours whatever it may be be it you know watching a series you know and just take people and do do justice and service to the writing and a role and
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just like suck people in and take someone on a journey yeah
0: like yeah. Um, that's that's why we all fell in love with uh, with you know whether it's cinema or uh, or a theatre right it's it's that being somewhere else and being taken on that journey so absolutely that that resonates a lot yeah
1: because I think you know having done a lot of shows and always chatting to people at stage door, you know, you get so many and I've been that person that goes to stage door and says, you know, Oh, thank you so much. Like I've just had the most incredible night and I love the show and you're just taken out of just a few you know, things that yeah. may be
0: a bit at night and just,
1: you don't know the difference that you can make
0: to people. And yeah. These stories, um, yeah. Again, kind of, you know, having COVID right now, I, I found a lot of solace in, in watching Mary Tyler Moore show which I've never watched before. I started, uh, you know, doing my prep on Ed Asner. And then I just, to do diligence, uh, do due diligence, I watched uh, a few episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore show and I fell in love with it. And now I'm watching it. Uh, right. and it's such a lighthearted, beautiful show where, you know, it, it allows me to, uh, to kind of uh, separate from, the potential doom and gloom of having COVID into this nice world, and it gives it gives you a chance to uh, to get away. So it's that it's that journey. It's uh it's the ability to go somewhere else for a bit, and that actually is a really healthy experience because your body, your mind, everything needs that in order to heal. You can't be in a negative state. Uh, you're only taking away your your body's uh, opportunity to heal quicker. So you know it's uh, it's 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 a really great thing. That's why you know I think acting is such a necessary uh, element to society. And you know we 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 don't make enough money. It's it's a ridiculous uh, environment that we uh, kind of are in as actors. But we are so needed. Yeah, you can't
1: do it. It's, it can't. You know. Yeah. It's pretty- Place, isn't it i mean we've got to, we've got to pay the bills and live but
0: no yeah so <laughs> if you had a chance to uh you know to do what the, the legends do and go back in time and uh, and kind of play but you had a chance to uh, to go and talk to uh to young amy that's just starting in acting and give one piece of acting advice what would that be
1: Keep studying, keep learning. Be patient. Enjoy the process. You know, like just yeah, we're here for such a short amount of time. Like the stress and I used to like you know pressure I used to put on myself. Just like oh, just just as much as you can. Do your work. Let it go. Enjoy.
0: Yeah, it's. It's easy and hard all at the same time, and it's exactly.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. It is.
0: Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm Absolutely. glad. I, I will, I will go back to Legends. I will uh, catch up, so I'll get a chance to uh, to see Gideon. Yeah, right. yeah to see Gideon more. I'm happy the show is still on. Uh, I know you're doing more and more stuff, so uh, you know, I, there's there's I, now again knowing that I can get out, I'm happy that you can get out and actually do stuff uh, around town. So I'm happy for you there. But from a,
1: you I'm so glad you're better and your family.
0: Thank you, knock on wood. Uh, I, I am I'm really, really happy. So, Good. um, yeah. Thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of uh, The Love of Acting. We know you love it as much as we do, and that's why we continue doing this for you, COVID or not. So thank you.